everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys. And we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, I'm your host, Adam Y, along with my co-host, Mark Stradamus D, also known as Mark D. This is Dylan, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister's cousin, a.k.a. president of the 88 Club, a.k.a. the Grinch who stole on dudes in my mansion. <laughs> this is Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. Back for the second time in the building. It's your guy, Nick's, representing the Star Game podcast crew. Uh, thank you for having me back. I feel like I'm home away from home when I come over here. You and, uh, you know, we got to update... You know, from if you listen to the cast I was on last time, and me and Mardi just never got along. But here's a way. <laughs> but here's a way. Me and Mardi agree on a lot of shit here lately. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say this past yeah. month has been kumbaya and rainbows. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can't, I can't be mad at it. Hey, I appreciate that, Nick's. Appreciate that, Nick's, you know. Welcome to this special Christmas edition of Talking Boys with the Boys. Look, the Cowboys have won three straight road games by a combined 32 points, and people still seem upset. A bunch of Scrooge fans trying to suck the spirit right out of Christmas. Winning is hard in the NFL, especially on the road. So don't be a ho-ho-ho, guys. Enjoy the winning culture that is being built right before our very eyes. Sometimes you have to remind yourself as fans, you can't always be a Grinch. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a water-soaked <laughs> Christmas is just about my favorite time. It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles, so be a good cheer. This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. What do you want for Christmas, Peter? A machine gun. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas, you dumb animal. Last year I got a sweater with a big bird knitted on it. What are you wearing? Oh, Mum made it. You can get beat up for wearing something like that. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on his way in from New York. <laughs> I know him! I know him! I saw you at another one. Oh, oh, oh! You are really Santa, right? No, I'm an accountant. I wear this fucking thing as a fashion statement. A lot of people down south don't believe in Santa Claus. That's ridiculous! Mm-hmm. Can't always be exactly. a Grinch. Exactly. You're a Can't always I mean, be that Grinch, baby. Pick it up, that, Grinch. That was my tweet today. <laughs> that was my tweet today. I was like, man, don't let these Come cowboy on. Grinch fans out here steal your joy. Man, we just won three straight on the road. Exactly. Not just three straight. Exactly. But three yes. straight on the road against two divisional opponents. I don't give a damn who they line up. Mm-hmm. You, divisional games mm-hmm. are hard. Just mm-hmm. look at what happened to, you know, those those Bucks against those Saints. You feel me? Yeah, those are facts, like two on the road, so. Those are facts. All right, Mark. Stock them better than it did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. All right, Mark, we'll bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog. Hold up, man. Hold up. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I got this new drink here. It's uh, just released in December. It's called The Tears of the NFC East. My bad. <laughs> Tastes really fucking good, bro. Tastes really fucking good. I don't know. It's, it's tasting even better as December goes along. You feel me? All right. So, what's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's eat, baby. Well, we walked into MetLife Stadium like Clark Griswold with a big dick-shaped Christmas tree. Then we ran that tree straight up the chocolate corn shoot of the New York Giants to establish an overall number two seed in the NFC and possibly clinching the division at 10 and four. Our defense dominated, taking the ball away four times yesterday. And while our offense continued to resemble a circle jerk with no money shot, take a deep breath. Your t- <laughs> take a deep breath. Your team didn't score 40, little buddy. But we did win another road game in December against a division rival by double digits. So, like Ferris said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Tis the season to be merry. So stop tweeting and posting. Look around the NFL. Enjoy the number two seed. Like Herm said, y'all know the best thing about sports? The greatest thing about sports is... You play to win, to win the game. Yeah. Okay. On to the news. <laughs> it was reported that running backs Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard came out of the Giants game unscathed and without injury. Hey, Nick, that resembles the topic we had, didn't it? Hard-hitting <laughs> strong safety Donovan Wilson is expected back this week against the Washington football team. Let's go. Stephen Jones was throwing around verbal bouquets on 105.3 The Fan regarding his hard-hitting play-making strong safety Jerron the pterodactyl curse. And I hope his yes, sir, his length and athleticism allows him to cover these mismatches with tight ends or big long receivers. He plays a quasi-safety linebacker role on this defense. And it looks like apparently we cut defensive end linebacker Azir Kamara today. We also waived wide receiver Osiris Mitchell from the practice squad with hopes of getting Kamara back if the waiver's clear after it's all said and done. If y'all remember, Kamara was that darling from Hard Knocks, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, sir. Hey, back to you, BB. All right, man. Well, y'all know how we get down, man. It's the recap. We're going to recap week 15 against the Giants, man. But we're going to switch it up since we're getting a little festive here on Talking Boys with the Boys. I want y'all to give me the naughty nice list and the Grinch of the game, Dylan Wilson. Give me your naughty of the night. My naughty? All right. Well, my naughty is actually a good naughty. And uh, tell him by Mark, he definitely appreciates good naughty. So I know he'll like this one. So (laughs) I will go house to house singing Malik Cooker's praises if I have to. To see him get the first pick in two years after all he had to go through to get on the field, I can't help but feel happy for him. He's proven a lot of people wrong to counting them out. And don't look now, but he's rounding back into Pro Bowl form as we ramp up for the playoffs. Tis the season. Well, my naughty dude is, man, it's this defense. This defense leads the NFL in takeaways. Number one, Dallas Cowboys at 31. They're tied with Indianapolis. Also, this Dallas Cowboys defense is fourth in the league in pressures with 147, good for 26.2% of the time. And it's at the top 10 of the NFL, man. So, yeah, them boys are naughty as fuck. That D-line is naughty as fuck. We call it the Daytona package around here, Knicks. Them boys get after yes, that ass, sir. man. Them boys yeah. get after that ass. Got the boogeyman, the Daytona package, three of the monster, all that. Hell yeah. All right, Knicks, what's, exactly. what's your naughty of the game, man? Well, you know, I have two. But I'm going to pick one. I don't see nobody's thunder. And y'all went defense. So, here, I have a defense on the offense. 
Y'all went defense two times. I'm going to go offense this round. How about Connor Williams, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. How about that? Mm, how, how, about, yeah. how about 100 yards rushing in the first half? Running right off his ass. How about yes, all right. the pulling from him? Oh, all these yes, penalties? Zero yes, penalties. Sir. Only gave up one mm-hmm. pressure. So, my naughty, yep. I'm going to go with old C-Will. C-Will back in the starting lineup, man. Boosted that run game. I agree. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I, I was at the front of that line talking crap about Kyle. <laughs> 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 Shout out to him. Good job. Hell yeah. Andreas? Well, my jolly for the game uh, was Dalton Schultz. It was good to see him uh, get back in the groove of things because I think he'd been kind of forgotten about lately. I think, you know, there had been a lot of stuff written about him. And I'd seen an article this week about tight ends that we could pursue in the offseason that were supposedly upgrades over than him. It was like O.J. Howard, Moali Cox, uh, and like two other dudes. I'm like, Nah, I think I'd rather stick with Schultz. I mean, if we're not getting the top tier tight ends, if obviously if we're not getting a Kelsey or a Waller or 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 a Kittle or an Andrews, honestly, guys, I'm just good with keeping Schultz. Like I think he's a good safety valve for Dak. He showed it Sunday. I mean, it seemed like every catch he made, it it was just it was bigger than the last, you know. So I'm 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 good with Schultz, and I was glad to see him you know get get back into the offensive. Uh, you know, scheme of things. Schultz the Nader. I believe he was eight for eight, right? Right, fellas? Uh, eight for eight, like six or seven yards and a touchdown or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember him having a drop. Well, that's, um, that actually goes into my knife there because I got the Schultz He went eight for 67 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. That's what Schultz did there. But honestly, man, it, it the nice on my list is Schultz, but it also leads into the naughty, which is not good for my end. Dak's performance. I, oh. Hey, it was an increase from the previous game. Okay, it was an increase from the previous game, but there were a few things still there that I'm lacking, man, that I need out of my quarterback. I'm not this guy who doesn't say he's elite. I'm, I, I criticize with the thought that he is elite, okay? Mm-hmm. But that go route on, down the sideline in Gallup, there's no excuse on that one. I'm sorry. At this point thought, in the season. Didn't it hit a wall of wind? Didn't it look like he got hit by Yeah, him? I mean. I, I mean. I, I, okay, look, I, that, come on, guys, a wall of wind? Look, yeah. I'm all about giving it, it, look, it looked like he got caught in the wind. Excuses. Then don't throw I mean, it, Dak, because that could have I mean, been a pick. Fair. That's fair. In ten ten minutes left in the first, Dak rolls out to the right. He misses the bar <laughs> and shaking down the middle. That's his progression from, from deep to shallow, not from shallow to deep like it should be. Okay? He's my boy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to criticize what I see. And then the next time he tried it, he gets a tip pass in the middle that we're lucky was not tipped in the air for another pick. So I'm getting my naughty out of the way with Dak because I want to do my criticisms and I want to be as happy as I want to be on a victory Monday. But at the same yeah. time, people have to understand what they're seeing and what they're not seeing. It's not it, – it, it's just there's simple things there. I really think that the injury has not – it's not impacted him from a physical standpoint. It's impacted him from a mental standpoint. That's what I think. I think there's certain things, and I think at times he is playing scary. So I'll just – you know, I want to happy get feet. into the meat of the damn podcast already. So here we go. A little, a little happy feet, you believe? A little bit, man, a little bit. Uh, and, and it's understandable. I got you. And look, I'm criticizing this in the sense that we won 21 to 6. But if he does get that touchdown down the field and wall of wind, whatever we're going to you know, discuss on what it is, honestly, man, if that's a pick and I say, hey, give him some credit, it was a wall of wind. Nobody gives a shit, all right? So nobody cares. Nice? And if it's a pick six, then nobody really gives a shit. What's your nice so. of the week? Actually, I mean, my nice was uh, was uh, Schultz. What led into my naughty, All right, and nice. actually, well, and actually that Daytona package because the way it was lined up. I mean, that comes into my direct nice because the way it was lined up, you had 
D-Law at the three tech, you had Gallimore at the one tech, you had Randy off the right and, uh, no, I think Randy on the left and Micah on the right. And the way Micah was lined up with D-Law, that's my true nice because that's understanding what they needed to get out of that package. That's getting him wider from the end and letting D-Law just kill this weak tackle in the middle. And that's what we get. That's the war daddy right there. That's what we've been missing. And if everybody, you know, we, we kind of forgot about some of that as Cowboys Nation. I mean, he'd been getting a lot of criticisms. He'd been getting a lot of things. And even while I was saying he was coming back, people were going, yeah, who gives a shit? Well, that's why I give a shit. That's not a surprise to me. That's not going, oh, wow, look what Tate gave me. That's what I know yeah. he does because that's what I've been seeing him do, and that's why he got yeah. right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely facts. Hey, man, another nice, though, for me, uh, Malik Hooker, man. Mm-hmm. Highest uh, PFF grade on Sunday. And like I say, I take PFF grade with a grain of salt, man. Followed by uh, with a 90, 90.6, followed by Demarcus Lawrence with a 90.2. And 32 snaps, Hooker tied for second on the team with six tackles. Plus, they passed breakup and his first interception as a cowboy. That boy, Hooker, came in, man, and stood out. I like that. Hey, he was one of the guys early on, as far as free signings were con- uh, free agent signings were concerned, where we're like, man, that boy, Hooker, man, if we can get him in there and he can do a little something, well, he finally showed up, man. Hey. Week 15, but nonetheless, showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you mentioned my nice, and that's uh, Tank Nick. He's been going city to city, house to house, making his rounds. First, he stopped mm-hmm. in Washington to give it to them. Then he stopped in New York to give it to them. And it must be the gift that keeps on giving because Washington, good old Tank Nick, is coming back around to give it to you again. <laughs> Have them cookies ready. Yes, dog. <laughs> I must have your cookies ready, man. Take Nick. Yeah, I like that. I like that, man. I got a naughty or a Grinch or whatever you want to call it. I don't think I've ever really Grinch criticized this guy, man. I'm a Grinch of the game. CD Lamb, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm getting a little tired, man, a little fed up with these drops. Like the first drop, I convinced myself. I was like, okay, that was the sun. The second <laughs> drop, I was like, well, he only got one hand on it. It wasn't a perfect pass, but if you're CD Lamb, you should catch that still, right? Use too, though. That's what we and then the mean. third drop, I'm like, okay, CD, this is just too damn much. Like, yeah. you need this, these, this drop bullshit. You need, you need, you need to cut that out, bro. Because if you want to be a top ten, a top five receiver, like Cowboy fans want you to be, like I've said, you are. You, you can't, you, you can't have those drops, man. You just cannot. You can't just clap your hands and look at the sun or just shrug, man. Like, you got to catch these balls, man. You just have to. Nick's a CD drunk off a little eggnog. What's happening there? <laughs> and, hey, look, and again, and and, and this kind of goes back to Dak played better this week than last week. I, I would like to think he we did. would all agree there. He definitely did. Absolutely. Two, two, there's just a lot of moving pieces when it comes to this offense that, that are that are having problems. We kind of solved the offensive line problem to a little bit. I think Dak felt more comfortable. I know that we were talking about happy feet a little earlier, and it looks to, you know, he was more settled in the pocket this week than last week. Uh, Connor being there, I think, helped that. Uh, on the same token, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we'll pick to play the gallop, right? If you can't make the throw, don't throw the ball. I agree there. However, whenever you are delivering the rock and your guys aren't catching it, you know, or, you know, different things from the play caller with route concepts where we continuously have two wide receivers within five to eight yards of each other and you look at them like, what the hell are they running? I don't really know what that can do in those situations. He's a trigger, man. I understand that. But whenever I'm looking over and two of my guys are basically – running similar routes where one guy can basically cover both of them. You're not really doing much for the quarterback uh, and whatever he can do and what he can do with the ball. Uh, So some of that has to change up for sure. The route concepts that we see in the third and seven, and we run the ball on the goal line there and and third and goal, whatever it was. I'm like, 
what if we're not going for it on fourth? Why are we running the rock with you know just some weird stuff? Uh, weird and the screen passes. The, the weird ass. We're just gonna keep throwing screens. Not as much as last week, but they were still involved. And look, I get it. They're playing shell coverage. Well, Kellen Moore, it's your job to get your concepts together. Maybe some drag routes, some different things, uh, some rub routes, mm-hmm. even uh, to help out with this shell coverage and help your quarterback out. Uh, be able to see some things a little bit clearer and, and whatnot. However, the Grinch, whatever we want to call this guy, is Greg Zerline for me, guys. He's, 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 missed, he's, missed, he's missed the most extra points in the NFL. Look, missing a kick here and there's one thing. Brother, I need the extra points. I'm sorry. Like, like if nothing else, make those for me. Those should be the gimmies. And uh, they're free. You know, those are the things, yeah, they're free, right? And those are the things <laughs> that really concern me about playoff football when all these points are going to count and this guy missing extra points out here in the game. And, you know, that could cause you the difference. He, look, he cost us in the Tampa game. He cost us in the Raiders game. Just saying, it worries me. Special teams matter. Y'all know my tweet, but yeah, Greg Zerline, my God. Hey, well, you know, now, and I t- completely agree with you. That's why I'm not sitting here being a DAC hater because oh, no, no, I, no. I got my. This was worth it. No, I, no and, and I got my, my criticism out initially because, yes, the other half of that is exactly. I mean, CD has to come down with that catch. Then when you're not making those throws, when you're not coming down with that, then Dak has to press at certain times. So it just comes mm-hmm. into a whole lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to bring something back from the previous show that you had you, you, okay. you brought to my attention. And I want to bring to your attention as well because I want to criti- – I'm criticizing the offense as well. But do we think know that's Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy? Honest, I mean, it's Kellen Moore's offense. I mean, McCarthy came in here, right, and basically was like, hey, I'm learning their terminology going through that. The one thing that I have said consistently when it comes to Mike McCarthy being the CEO coach, right – and it's kind of like any head coach, right? If they're a defensive-minded guy, you know, that's their specialty. And they're the head coach. The defense struggles. Hey, you look at that coach. You're like, all right, you need to jump in there and, and help some things out. No different here with Mike McCarthy. Do you think he just looks at him? Guy. Do you think he just looks at him? Or do you think that he might buzz in and try to take charge a little bit? I don't, I don't, think, he's done, I, I don't other, think he's done. I don't think he's done. Here's the thing. I don't think, well, like, during the game, I don't think he's really doing much of anything. No, I no, think, no. I don't, I don't think in-game, no, I don't think so mm-hmm. either. And, I, and honestly, I would I would like to say that I do like the in-game adjustments the offense does make as right. well because I'm not just going to continue. You know, because right. they did do some really good things from that end. Um, no, the thing that I'm saying is like, look, this resembles something that I saw even when Jason Garrett was here. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what year it was, maybe two or three years ago when Kellen Moore was in deep into his bag, four or five games yep. into the season. I saw yeah, jet two years ago. I saw all sorts yep. of things mm-hmm. about two years ago. And then all of a sudden, it stopped. All right. of a sudden, we're, we're not doing these things that we were doing. They were so dynamic, even in the, in, in the positions and everything that we were doing from the offensive standpoint. That seemed very similar to me. And, 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 I mean, back then, everybody said, well, shit, Jason Garrett took the play call away from Kellen, Kellen Moore. And now mm-hmm. we're just kind of just putting it directly on Kellen Moore. And I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying right. it looks like two different mind, mind frames on the offensive mm-hmm. end right now. Because I, I beat my head against that wall going, Kellen, what the hell are you doing? I got you. Yeah, I completely facts, understand. Facts, you know, yeah. hey, So the only explanation I can give myself is, hey, Kellen, what are they letting you do? You know, like sometimes I have to think about that, you know, because, mm-hmm. hey, look, we look, at, we look at some of the history of Mike McCarthy. In his time in Green Bay, he never had a running back that, that had double-digit carries. Okay, he, I mean, they, they were never in top 10 in double-digit carries in, in, in Green Bay. He never really stood there and just ran the ball. He always backed up off it. He made the media, and when they were saying, you're not running it enough, he would always acquiesce to that, make them feel a little bit better, but go back to what he was doing. That seems like what we're doing now. Although, over this stretch, though, you know, we've had runs, you know, and, and we ran the man, ball man, at, at a higher clip. But here's the thing. something that does it's, make it's, me alarmed is, is, well, real quick, Dan Patrick and those guys in the national media, do you know how much they make fun of Mike McCarthy's offensive philosophy when he was in Green Bay? 
Mm-hmm. Like they, he, it's kind of laughable on the way they 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 talk about it being very simplistic. So I don't know, man. It, it it's 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 something to look at. Yeah, but even then, if you go back to my McCarthy calling plays and it was traditional West Coast and different things that he did, um, the route concepts and whatnot are not really what we're seeing from his bag per se. Uh, a lot of these things, when you look at the tape, Granted, a lot of yeah, these things that, are, yeah. are, are really kind of getting more back to when you when you look at this tape and during the week. It'll like you know, I know y'all do as well. This this screams Linehan and Garrett. And sometimes here's what I do believe, and, and what I've said about Kellen Moore a lot is he's a young play caller, okay? And there's going to be bumps. It's not that he's at his ceiling, you know, but he's going to hit bumps here and there, all right? And and some of this was, hey, look, man, we lost some wide receivers. Offensive line's been in flux. You've had banged up running backs. I mean, these things matter. I know a lot of people want to kind of throw it out. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, you saw the Bucks last night when they didn't have everything yeah. clicking. So, so, so we say Tom Brady needs everything perfect around him to be successful. You know, so those kind of things are indifferent at times. But whenever you're a play caller and you're uncomfortable or you're unsure, you try to go back to things that make you comfortable, right? And, right. Well, and, and that's, that's kind of that's kind of why it reminded me of it because Randall Cobb made a living on these wide receiver screens in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, this well, is a staple of their offense, and he just – he was a fantasy football, I mean, dynamo because of this. That's why it kind of reminded yeah. me of it because CD, it's a wide receiver screen here, and you're like, that didn't make sense. The spacing on the wide receiver screen sometimes don't make sense. And I'm like, that looks like Mike McCarthy's dumbass from the Packers. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask y'all guys this then because it seems to be an issue that the play calling seems to be an issue. Do you think because Kellen Moore and or and Dak and these receivers aren't on par like they were at the beginning of the season uh, with Kellen Moore being so young as a play caller, like we said, he's trying to get back to um, start to run the ball again and, and start to open up the, the, the pass, the passing game that way. Is that what y'all are seeing? Do you think, I, I see I see a dominance and I see this the direction of the offense trying to lean towards where the, the seasons would go. I mean, we're in December. You can't be yeah. throwing the ball like you did earlier in the season. That'd be just kind of setting yourself up for failure. You know, so I think that they're trying to, to bridge from that into establishing a reliable run game, but they kind of don't know how to go from big play offense to hitting jumpers to running the ball, if, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, man. Well, shit. Um, my Grinch of the game is past two weeks, man. We're three four eleven in the red zone versus Washington and New York, man. Mm. It is horrible. It's continued to be a trend. I don't know what we're doing down there in the twenty, but we need to score seven points. Draws on third and seven won't help with that. <laughs> they won't. <dude. laughs> yeah. My branch of the week is uh me. So <laughs> yeah, let's get some Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Christmas. So uh, you know, everyone's all jolly right now. Christmas caroling after the win, ten and four, two seed. Everything is sleigh bells and mistletoes, as we said. While I'm all by myself on this hill, like what in the hop the Whoville is wrong with this offense? Y'all see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, feel, I like that. I, I feel like the Grinch when he was in the cave yelling at his echo. Hello, hello. What are we doing? What are we doing? So, <laughs> uh, well, okay. Since ever, since nobody's listening, I'm obviously talking to myself. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Even my, even my echo talks shit. But, but all right, whatever. It's fine. A win is a win. I'll take it pretty. I'll take it ugly. I guess I'll just whisper so my echo won't judge me. You're an idiot. But... You're an idiot. <laughs> for real, though, these wins have felt like getting clothes for Christmas when you wanted a PS2. Of course, you needed the clothes. The clothes are nice, but it ain't no PS2. So, I'll play that all PS2 I want for... naked, though. 
all, all, all I want, all I want for Christmas is this offense to come back so I can play Def Jam in my new clothes. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> but put out Def Jam, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, man. I like. That. I love it. I love it, man. All right, Andreas, what is your Grinch of the game, man? Instead of saying the Grinch, I'm gonna say another uh, 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 nice was uh, Tony Pollard, man. And I think Mark touched on this last week when we were talking about, you know, his injury. If he's gonna be able to play, he said, "Yeah, it's a torn fascia. Let's go. It's 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 fully torn. It can't, you know, you can't injure it anymore. He's good to go." And I mean, I think he showed he was good to go, man. I mean, twelve carries, seventy-four yards. It looked like he had a lot of speed, a lot of quickness. Man, that like, juice it, like good. it was hard to even tell. Like, is he injured? Like, I mean, I believe he is, obviously, but he didn't. He sure didn't look it, man. CP is making me eat my words, man. Like, like I, I really did. I was really one of those guys who harped about uh, he's only doing what he's doing because of Zeke, man. But that guy right now looks like he got the juice. Yep, definitely. Yep. Looks like and hey, Andres, have you ever juice, had an issue with a plantar fasciitis? Have you no, ever had an issue like that? nothing close. Okay. So horrible, I have a theory man. about that, man. <laughs> I really have a theory about that. I think he's been battling this for a little bit because anybody who's had one knows it doesn't just happen one week and then it goes away after it tears. Please it's been messing me. with him for a little bit, I think. And when it fully tore, I think you're about to see a little bit more juice out this boy, man, to be honest with you, because maybe some of those little nagging issues that get, had him. Because when you have a uh, plantar fasciitis issue, no matter who shoots you up, no matter what they shoot you up with, it takes time for that adrenaline to kick in and you get going. I can't imagine having dudes tackle me. I can barely watch it walk across my kitchen floor sometimes, man, when right. I have that problem, dude. So I think it fully tore. And anybody that knows, knows the medicine behind it, when it fully, fully tears, you're good to go. Let's go. Sometimes the treatment for it is them tearing it for you surgically, actually. So, you know, I think it's fully torn. He's good to go. Hell yeah. He looked it, man. He did. He looked it. I wish I would have just tore mine forever ago, man. Fuck. It could regenerate like Wolverine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Add Bill the butcher knife. I got you, bro. Yep, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, y'all know, man, how we do it. I got two questions for you. But before I give you the two questions, we got the off-cop rant of the day. Dimmon. Thanks, dog. All right, guys. So, you know, it's Christmas time. We're thinking snow. We're thinking cold, you know, ice, slippery, everything. I'm here to tell you guys that football weather sucks. Whoever says they enjoy watching games played in the snow or the rain is a damn lie. You mean to tell me you enjoy watching important downs, important drives getting decided by field conditions instead of the players themselves? People slipping, dropping passes, the quarterbacks not being able to throw. You really want to see a 10-7 game where both teams handed it off 40 times? No, you don't. You can't even brag about winning games like that. Imagine in the NBA if it was game seven of the finals and they were playing outdoors in the rain. Everybody missing shots, turning it over left and right because the ball was slippery. Liking bad conditions isn't a personality trait. It doesn't make you cool. It doesn't make you tough. What you call football weather is overrated. In the NFL, we have to pretend it's some prestigious tradition because that's what it's been like for years. That's the way it's always been, and people don't like change. But not everything old should be considered a tradition. Think back to 2019. We were finally going to see Cowboys versus Patriots. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady going head-to-head -to -head in Foxborough. But the game was played in a hurricane. Nobody could throw it. The final play was a pass that slipped through Amari's arms. The game sucked, and nobody remembers it. Yes, the picture of Calvin Johnson with snow in his face mask was cool, 
I'm sure the ice bowl that only Nix is old enough to remember was a classic. <laughs> but I want to see both teams play each other at their best. Every single football game should be played in a dome in perfect conditions. Bah humbug. Bah humbug. <laughs> hey, Dylan. Hey, I got you on yes. that, dog. Hey, last, I tweeted about it, but last week when all the cold weather came in, uh, it was warm in the, in the morning, and I came home, and I walked out in the afternoon, and my neighbor was like, hey, how you like this weather? And I just, I couldn't help myself. I was like, fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> hate it. Fuck it, man. That's why you don't get invited to the potluck, Mark. <laughs> uh, seriously, right. Everybody, I'm already like, hey, us skinny dudes hate this weather, bro. Like, <laughs> Dylan, that weather changes. <laughs> no. But hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, man. Well, shit. Everybody give it up for the round of the day, baby. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hell, hell, yeah. Job, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, let me give you all my, my, uh, uh, my first question, man. And I'll start with, I'll start with you first, um, Andreas. Uh, realistically, does Diggs have a shot to break, not time, but break Walls' record? I mean, he does. I think so. And, you know, people always think the easy answer is, well, the quarterbacks are just going to stop throwing to him. I mean, are they, though? Because, I mean, he, seems to me he gets interceptions. Yeah, I mean, of course the ball needs to be thrown in his area, but the thing is, if it's thrown even in his general area, he seems to have a knack just for going and getting the ball. Like, he doesn't need the ball to be directly thrown at him. Like, if it's, if it's anywhere in his vicinity, he's going to go get it and make a play on it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think these answers well. The QB is going to stop throwing to him. I mean, if that ball's in the air on his half of the field, he's probably, he's he's, he's going to make a play on it. So yeah, I mean, I think he definitely has a chance to break it for sure. He he needs two more and uh, three more games. We have to think he plays he plays Jalen Hurts. Kyler Murray probably should have had seven interceptions a couple weeks ago, but they dropped a whole bunch of them. And uh, yeah. And uh, Heineke, Kyler, yeah, and Hurts. Heine- I like his chances. Heineke threw what three to us. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's definitely going to have opportunities. You only need two well, like, more. I think we can do it. Well, I mean, considering that, I mean, look, I, I love Trayvon. We've all been touting his praise, you know, the whole season. But there was a point where I was kind of backing up off it a little bit. And look, just because some of the things that I harped on, I, I harped on some of his techniques, some of the things that I would see in zone coverage, man coverage. Those things that I was seeing early in the season are not there now. All right. I've been watching him and seeing what he's doing, his responsibilities from following – to man-to-man, to, you know, quarters field, to what he has to do in every single situation. And technically, he's better than he was early in the season, and he's still getting picked. That pick that he had in the end zone yesterday, to me, I know it seemed like a simple play to some people, but it was beautiful. I know not just from the receiver standpoint of him mm-hmm. turning into the receiver, the defense, I mean, the defensive standpoint from where he was yeah. in his positioning was perfect. He was, yep. it was perfect coverage. That's why he got the pick. So if he continues to do that with the kind of defensive line putting pressure with only four down linemen, guys, we're not even blitzing. These quarterbacks are not even getting to their, into their drops properly. I mean, if it's a five-step drop, they're getting nailed at two backing up. If, you know, they can't, they can't even get into their drop to climb the pocket. I mean, right now, you got Tyler Heineke over there. I, all I think about when I think about this dude is that quarterback in the water boy who's going, I love you too, up the floor, man. Like, that's hey, all I'm I can think of, about is this dude. Shit, I'm thinking of uh, that, that meme of Frank Gore looking before old boy knocked his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> man, He's like, oh, shit, this is real. About to be, hey, man, and then if you look at what this defense has been package, doing, baby. I mean – Dylan tweeted about it. The past three games, we have four, what, four turnovers in all three games? 
Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's they're, insane, they're dude. Pretty ridiculous, right there. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the Eagles game. Oh. Yeah. And whether if things are set in stone and, and there's nothing to be gained, how many of the starters are going to play? Right. Not that he can't get to in the next two games. I'm just saying it might come down to that Eagles game. And if things are set in stone, then winning's not really going to mean much. I don't know how much he's going to play, and that might be the difference. I think there's definitely going to be something in play. All we need is Green Bay to lose one more game. We went out. We're the number one seed. Ooh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. And hey, you know what, though? Even in that scenario, I think I think Quinn is so much of a player's coach, he might let him go out and try to do it. <laughs> go, go get you a pick real quick, Diggs. Yeah, go get you a pick. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. All right, man. Well, second question, man. What's y'all's ideal seeding spot? Don't matter. Just keep playing or get the one seed and rest, guys. Because you know the most schools, man. They always wanna, they always wanna the, get the number one seed, rest the guys, and so, and some guys are, are are on the other on the other end of the fence saying, no, we got to keep rolling and, and and stacking up and and just keep on and and building as we go through the right. playoffs. So where do you where do you guys stand, man? And I'll start with you, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I I don't look and let, let me use a recently biased Cowboys history with buys, you know, earning one. Uh, it hasn't really panned out for us well with the number one seed, right? It hasn't. It hasn't. You, lost, you lost to the Giants. You, you lost Ooh. to Green Bay. Uh, so I'm a fan of playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I've seen it all. As, as young Dylan said earlier, you know, I've seen the ice bowl and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan to keep playing. You know, I, you know, we, we've seen it time and time again. Whether even like, like a team like the Colts, right, where they got everything locked up, they're sitting people to get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden it doesn't look right. Uh, I'm definitely in the in the team of or on the side of team keep playing, uh, but again, you know the, these these coaches have their different philosophies and and what to see what they want to do. You know, it could be something where again, uh, depending on how things play out, maybe you get to Philly, they play the starters for a half and then sit them for a half. You know, it's interesting. But yeah, I'm definitely even if just in that scenario, even if a hey, look we're locked into the two seed or the three seed against Philly, no matter what, I still want the starters to get some reps. But you know, here's the thing about that. You go out there and get a rep, and you get a Neville Gallimore injury like you did in preseason. Then you're like, oh, everybody in the world on Twitter and everyone's yeah, going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're in the playoffs. What are you doing? So, I mean, I definitely understand both sides. But I, I do like keeping things in rhythm as best I can. The defense obviously is clicking. Um, and, and back to Dylan's point of the cold weather games, the two things that do travel playoffs in these con- in these uh, situations, these issues and, and matchups is defense and run game. If those two things we get clicking really good, defense is already there. Run game starts showing promise with with Will's back, uh, you know, see Will. And if this passing game gets anywhere remotely close to the first seven games of the season, uh, you know, uh, we want all the smoke come to playoff time. Facts, facts. Dylan? All right, so I, I definitely want them to shoot for the number one seed That's, uh, just because uh, most of the teams that get to the Super Bowl are do have that first round by, and there's only one first round by per conference now. I know we have post-traumatic Garrett syndrome, as Nick's likes to say, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a different team. It's it's a different year. I think if you get a first-round bye, you want to have those home games. You don't want to be going on the road to Tampa or Green Bay or something like that. You prefer to be at home playing those teams in your own yep. conditions, in the ideal conditions, because you do have that passing game to complement the run game and defense. So I, I, I want to have that first-round bye, and I want to go light them up. But if it comes down to it, we don't get that. I think the two spot is your next ideal because 
the three and four will probably be the Rams and uh, Tampa Bay. That'll be your three and four. And the one seed would be playing the number four, which would be Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. So one of those will cancel each other out, and we'd be playing the Rams. So if it has to, if it can't be the one, I want it to be the two. Quick, let me let me ask you a question though. So let's say we have the the two and third seed locked up come week eighteen, and mm. winning the game doesn't change anything for you. I mean, theoretically, you get a first round bye if you rest them that week and then go into the playoffs. But what it's yeah, worth, if you I can't mean, change you want to anything, shoot for the absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. Shoot for the number bye. one seed for sure. Uh, I'm with you there to get the to get that Bob, but there is a way to work it in there if things are locked up. I, and as I've always said, I look number one seed absolutely. I just don't want to be in the four seed. Right. I don't want yeah, to be in the four because, seed. Is death trap. Yeah, the four the four oh. seed is bunk. I want to have an opportunity to host multiple home games, right? In this thing, and uh, and and of course, uh, you know, securing maybe a little bit easier. I think if we started right now at the two seed, I think we play the Niners in the first round of the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I like my chances there. I yep. honestly, guys, I I feel a lot better being ten and four right now than I would be at fourteen and zero. Okay, and what I mean by that, and let me explain that, is I like doing work at this point of the season. I like mm-hmm. December work. I like mm-hmm. to maintain and try to work on things that you're not good at right now because if you continue yourself being good at everything, we'd have a bigger problem. I like yep. going into December and coming into the end of December and establishing things and trying to work at little things, like trying to see a a, a rhythm in this offense, like we've been doing. That's why I like that. That's why I like to see this work that goes on the offensive end, as long as that defense stays that dominant. You know what I mean? But I, I like this, man. I, I don't care about the seeding. I just want work, all right? I, speaking as an athlete in myself, I've been in that position before at a college level where you get to a certain point and then you got to buy. Guess what? These are college athletes. I know those are pro athletes, but complacency can set in big time. All right. Yes, sir. When you got when you yep. got athletes on both sides, pro athletes to go at it. Whoever's motivated towards the end, whoever's working and doing work is the team that's going to win. Go ask the New York Giants from a few years ago when they played the, the undefeated Patriots. OK, you do work and you work when you get in there. That's why I like yeah. this, man. That's why I like this preseason. I mean, that's why yeah. I like even the Bucks. Yeah, and even to your point, even the Bucks last year. Right. There were some. Yep. yep. Yes. yes. They just couldn't sit. They had to work all the way throughout that thing. You know, it you does, guys, it does seem like we're night. peaking at the right time with our defense coming on like it is. Yes, yes bro. man. And I, and I really think some of these offensive struggles is the coaching staff trying to go, hey, weather's going to get bad. I'm not going to rely on whatever seating. Because if we're at home, I mean, you don't have to really rely on the weather because you close the dome and everything's good inside. But I wouldn't want them going, hey, we know we're going to be at home, so we're not going to do that. I like what they're doing. Hey, did y'all see Zeke get carried for, what, a seven-yard game by this offensive <laughs> line? Right did y'all see that? I mean, dog, that was beautiful to me, man. Along with what Tony Parker was doing, I mean, Zeke looked a little gimpy, but he doesn't look injured anymore. He looks hurt. So I like the direction this is going. And as far as seating is concerned, it's fun to talk about. It's good podcast fodder. But do I really give a fuck? No. (laughs) Yeah. Andreas? Well, see, with me, um, of course, I'm a Cowboys homer, but I always try to be honest, too. I never try to tell you anything that I don't fully believe. The only team that I honestly, if, if you ask me point blank, that I don't want to go play at their place is Green Bay. I would hate seeing this team go to Green Bay in the cold, in the snow, and face Aaron Rodgers. So if Green Bay finishes number one and we got to go Green Bay, of course, I'm going to say we're going to win, and I'm going to believe it. But goddamn, man, I hate seeing Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. See, I'm not even scared about that because Aaron Now, Rodgers see, the thing is, if we go to Tampa Bay, I have a lot less worry. If we got to go to Arizona, a lot less worry. 
So I'm not, I'm not like as, as funny as it is to say, I'm not worried about playing Tom Brady in Tampa. I'm definitely not worried about playing Kyler in Arizona. So to me, if we finish the second seed, how it is now, and we got to go to green Bay. Okay. That's fine. Obviously if we get the buy, that's even better, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here. Like, like I know some guys last night, they're like, Oh, we got cheer for the saints guys. So the bucks can lose. We got cheer for this team. So this team will lose, man, let's just win our games. And let all that shit fix itself. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I got to root for this team. Now. I got to root for that team. And another thing about the rust and, and or, or the rust versus rest or whatever. I mean, if our offense was clicking and, and we were on point and everything was going good, I'd be like, hell no, I, I don't want to see this team rest. But our offense, I think I think the team in general could could do with with the week of rest. I think our offensive line can can take rest. I think Zeke can definitely benefit from some rest. I mean, I'll tell you, though, I just think you're, the Cowboys, to get over the hump, they got to go slay 12. And I'm yep. talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's Ross. exactly what you got to do. You, exactly you, you got to finally beat the bully, man. And, and yeah, I don't I, care I where it is. I don't care if it's in Green season. Bay. I don't care if it's at the star. Yeah. we got the defensive yeah. line. Dog, I think Quinn is really holding back on his bag right now because of how dominant this, these four down linemen are. You know, I really think that he's holding back on a few things, prepping and going, okay. Y'all see me watch some of these blitz packages I'm going to bring up. I mean, you saw right there, there was, a, there was a penalty that was called. And, hey, Glennon is lucky he is still alive because Randy was coming off that stunt ready to clean his ass up, man. Yes, I mean, sir. you saw the replay. You saw Glennon's eyes during the replay when, when Randy flashed across him. He didn't know he was coming. He didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'll say this. Our offense probably isn't what it was in 14 with Romo and Murray. And it's probably not what it was in 16 with the young Dak and Zeke. But our defense is so much better than it was those two Thanks. years. So Thanks. if we can go into Green Bay or anywhere, Tampa Bay, the desert, anywhere, mm-hmm. I know this defense can do its part. This offense just, needs to show yeah. me. Yeah, and defense does travel. But this offense needs to show me that it's ready to play at championship level. Right now, honestly, it's not. It can get there in these next three weeks. But right now, they're, they're, they're honestly not playing at that and level. Andres, that, I feel that completely. But I yeah, wish some Cowboys fans would remember that during the preseason, we said if this defense was middle of the pack, we're looking at yes. a playoff run, possibly a Super Bowl run. This defense You're, is top five, guys, maybe even best in the league, in my opinion. I think they're I two right now, yeah. I don't want people calling me an idiot. But, hey – Honestly, you're when you look idiot. at the front end, you're an idiot. look at the front end to the back end, when you look at this whole defense, honestly, the weakest point is Keanu Neal. That's it. <laughs> yeah. My God, you broke Cox, got, man. Why'd you have to go down? Got injured, man. Broke my heart. Hey, He's dog. If Jabril right Cox was healthy right now, he would. I mean, Keanu Neal, those twenty-six, that twenty-six and twenty-yard, twenty-eight-yard run. If you look at it. You're going to see Keanu Neal trailing on both plays. And bringing that up real yeah. quick, isn't it so Jalen Smith to get a seven-yard run and you make the tackle and then you mean mug the sideline? You're like, it was a seven-yard game, Jalen. <laughs> well, I mean, Jalen's I mean, hard to do major shift. I mean, you know, he's still a cowboy. Uh, I saw that. You know. I saw that. I, I did feel yeah, a little no, bit he's of hard doing doing Hey, Nix, was he doing the Landry shift or was he just kind of mimicking because he doesn't know what else to do in that moment? Sorry, my bad. I mean, <laughs> Jalen does Jalen things. Or Jaden's off I mean, the Christmas card list, I know game. that. So Yeah, I mean even like during one of the run plays, I saw Jalen running beside him, he kinda like jumped on top of the pile, but he was kind of I was like, Oh yeah, that's that Jalen I know. Like, oh yeah, there's Jalen. I saw him 
I saw him wipe out another linebacker running to the play, and I was like, "There he is!" I knew, I, I, I knew, I knew, J- I saw Jalen out there. <laughs> Yo, quick question though about the Neil thing, if you feel mine. You got Donovan Wilson coming back. Yeah, maybe give Dono those snaps instead of Neil. All of them. Give them That's all of them. That's a good I mean, look, I'm saying Jalen ain't, go- Jay- ain't going nowhere. I mean, Jalen ain't going nowhere. So we need to find yeah. somewhere to put Dono somewhere. Because right. Mr. Curse is on par with, in my opinion, yeah. Kyle Hamilton coming out of the draft this year. In my opinion, I would put the tape against curse any day and the measurables. And that's the number one safety coming out of uh, college football next year. So, yeah. Like I said, I mean, you got to find space for that guy. And I think if you're able to do that with Wilson, that bolsters that position and what we're seeing from Neil currently. And so it's a way to mix it in. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. I got a quick question for you guys. We, we, uh, We were talking about seeding. Let's say we don't get the first seed. And we have to play the 49ers or the Vikings. Who would y'all rather face in that scenario? Either one. Just line them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a preference. I mean, I'll, look, I'll take San Francisco. They have the weaker weapons. I mean, Debo, if, if Debo is, 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 is their primary guy there, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think right. uh, he's one of those guys I think we can contain. I think the way this defense is playing – and with Micah being who Micah is, man, I think uh, it, it, even Curse, man, I think Curse will fucking, I think Curse will do some damage. Hell, uh, I think Jay Lou. Yeah, but if it's the Vikings, guys, I mean, we got we got to only contend with Dalvin Cook and Jefferson, which I'm watching right now. Well, hey, Jefferson's nice. Don't leave out Thielen. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's kind of why yeah. I would want him because my pettiness is like wanting me to see Trayvon truly shut down Jefferson in a crucial situation. <laughs> and of course. Yes. Look, yeah. I, I'm not. A, I'm not saying I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I think Jimmy G's a worse quarterback, though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Between the both. Yeah. Answer, I can agree. No, you're with right. That. You're right. But uh, I look at it from the aspect where our weakness all year on defense has been rush defense, and the 49ers have one of the top rush offenses in the league, and they do have Kyle Shanahan. Debo yeah. Samuel is a really good weapon. I, yeah, they they could probably pose some problems, but obviously, you know, we're all picking the Cowboys against. I don't know, man. The Vikings got a top five, top three running back, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. and of course, we'll just pull out Cooper counter. Rush. They're cooking we'll pull out Cooper Rush. The, right, <laughs> the, <laughs> right. <laughs> but since yeah, we have the yeah. full complement yeah, defensive yeah. lineman back, yeah. you know, against Gibson, right? And we saw what we did against them and how they've been running the ball, you know. And even though this week we were missing two D tackles. We still did fairly decent. We gave a couple big runs, nil. But overall, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I still think this this when we're talking about going down the stretch and this and teams finding their strides, I think this defense with the rush defense with everybody back is finding their stride against that now. And you know, when you're thinking about those two quarterbacks, you're either getting sloppy short on Garoppolo or sloppy deep. Right. That's a porn that's a that's a name, isn't it? Right. Sloppy D, Sloppy D, Sloppy 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 <laughs> <laughs> I really should have uh, worded the question. Do we feel like seeing our defense tear a new hole into Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins? That's 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 the question. Personally, right there. I want to see Kirk Cousins because I just you know just from the Washington football team days, I just want to see him get a new asshole ripped through him. So you know, let's I, get up I'm, that chocolate poop shoot. No, 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 I'm old. Ain't For selfish reasons, I want the does. Niners just because my buddy's a Niners fan, yeah. and it would be sweet to watch it with him and watch him just <laughs> get disgusted. Yeah, I mean, outside of our own division in the playoffs, man, ain't nothing better than knocking the Niners out. 
Hey, yeah. To this knocking the Packers out, knocking the Packers out. Be but right that's what I, yeah, thanks. I'm just saying who we're matching up here. <laughs> All right, man. Well, shit. Um, Andreas, hit us with the 12 days of Dallas Cowboys Christmas, baby. Yeah, man. So in the spirit of the holidays, you know, Christmas is coming up. Uh, you know, our favorite billionaire owner, Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. He's and I, I can't do the accent, guys. I'm not going to do a Southern white man accent, but. Jerry said, hey, if Adam Sandler can have his eight days of Hanukkah, why can't I have 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, on the 12th day of Christmas, Jerry Jones gave to me 12 digs interceptions, 11 Connor Williams holdings, 10 Tank Lawrence tackles, <laughs> 9 Zeke rushing touchdowns, 8 Coopers catching, 7 LVE run stuffs, 6 Zach Martin pancakes, and 5 Macca Parsons tackles for a loss, 4 Lambs <laughs> leaping, Three Randy Gregory hurries, two Dak Prescott game winning drives, and one Super Bowl championship. I never said I was Usher. I never said I could sing. Tour Days of Christmas brought to you by Jared Jones. There you go. There you go. There and you, you don't have go. to do an accent. All you have to do is just well, do this. Right? Before you're going to say it, say, I'm a rich I want some more glory hole. Hey, talk to boys with the boys, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Um, well, check this out, man. I wanted to move on to week 16, boys versus the Washington football team. But hey, why are we really here, dog? I, all I got to ask y'all, instead of doing matchups, I just want to know, does the Washington football team really want us again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I can't imagine they do. Tyler Heineke's over there having PTSD right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, tell me, instead of matchups, man, why don't y'all tell me uh, something y'all would like to see in this game? Um, well, the obvious, right? We all want to see the offense. Well, everybody would like for Christmas a 40-burger, right? But um, honestly, I would just like to see an offensive flow. I would like to see some of those turnovers that we're getting. Y'all realize that the offense only has five touchdowns in December? Mm. Five yeah, touchdowns in December, guys. I mean, compared to what we just said, 12 turnovers? I mean, that, that, that equation right there doesn't compute for me. So what I need to see out of this offense is I need to see more production. But I'd like to see the running game dominate like it did a little earlier in the season. I don't need to see Dak throwing for three, 400 yards and a whole bunch of touchdowns for everybody. I just need to see a, a, a running game dominant. And I'd like to see no points on the board. How about that? Okay. Ooh, for the Washington football team I mean, y'all see the bet that uh, Dak and D-Law made? Yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. I didn't see that. What happened? Who was it? So Dak and D-Law made a bet. Touchdowns versus turnovers the rest of the way. Okay. Offense is down okay. two to four. <laughs> yeah. 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 Damn straight. Yeah. You know how yeah, insane man. that is? <laughs> like that for the, is for the defense to even be leading. <laughs> but, you know, that's the formula for a championship team, though, guys. I mean, if y'all remember the, the Saints from a few years back when they had, you know, all those different weapons, the reason those weapons were so good was because they got so many different turnovers and they were so opportunistic on offense. You know, that, that's the formula to get this done. We just got to get that offensive flow a little bit better, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, look, I, got a, I got a question I, I, I want to post to you guys, man. And uh, uh, I just want to see everybody's feelings on this. Because like we said, man, like, like Nick said earlier, he tweeted it out. Hey, man, don't let, the, don't let these Grinch fans steal your, steal your joy. You know, I said it here early on the top, man. All these Scrooge fans, 
uh, sending our joy in December, man. Even though we're on a three-game win streak, man, and 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 we're winning in December. But but see, I have I have a question, man, that I wanted to pose, man, to everybody, man, because the, it, it's just it's uh it's content. It, it, it context is 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 the word we like to to use, man. Okay, so the question is, for instance, how we this is this is now the trend. This is how we win, guys. We're 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 averaging twenty five point one points per game, um, and, and 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 that's how we go into the playoffs. And we're we're still kind of looking the way we are. We're not putting up forty burgers anymore. The defense is still getting turnovers, and this is how we win, right? We go to the Super Bowl. This is how we win. At the end, when we're holding the Lombardi, are we going to be those fans? I still be these fans to say, man, I, that should have hit that throw. No. <laughs> no. Right? Absolutely so, not. So, of course not. So, you know, I don't, I don't get where this is coming from, man. But yeah, that's the question. I, I just, I just, well, not a question. I guess that's a statement I wanted to put out, man, to, to the, to the listeners here, man. Hey, back up off the ledge, baby. It's, it's, it's spoiled Cowboys fans, man. Now, we're, I mean, this is why the NFL doesn't like us. Honestly, what Cowboys Nation needs to be worried about is Tyron Smith. That's your number one worry right now, guys. Your number one worry is how is that ankle? When is he 100%? And what are we going to do with that? Because that is what we need for the playoffs. Damn all this other shit. <laughs> Get that first round by and you don't got to worry about it. That's yep. true. That is true. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl in uh, – Denver. Go look at his stats. <laughs> does yeah. anybody does anybody talk about his stats in that game anymore? I mean, even though he's going to the yards. Ball, that's it. Yeah. The, hey, the Von it. Miller game? The Von Miller yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, so, I mean, will there be some people say, yeah, we won despite whatever a little bit? But it fades in time. You know, I mean, look at, yeah, again, I mean, you just kind of pick, you look at some of these great all time quarterbacks and what they've done in the Super Bowl at times, and it hasn't been the greatest. And that's why, you know, football's the best team game on this planet, in my opinion. Well, uh, well Nick, I brought up Trent Dilfer last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Trent. You got Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. you kind of go across those. You got Eli Manning. Yeah. I mean, of course, <laughs> we're kind of getting into the territory of what their defenses were. And I'm not trying to put this Cowboys defense on that level, right, because they got to go in the Super Bowl. But the way that they're playing right now, hey. Performance-wise, I, mean, I would. Yeah, exactly. You know, again, you got to steal yeah. the deal. You know, but the way this defense is playing now, if you're scoring 25, right, that's the average, right, 25.6. But what's yeah. the old adage in the NFL? Don't give up 20 points, you win. Well, that sounds like a yeah. that sounds like a winning recipe to me. So, well, I, the current I, you know. the current number one seed in the NFC has scored 25.6 points per game this year. Most. So, you know what I mean? 25.6, and we're fucking screaming at the top of our lungs because we can't score 30 or 40 points every game. That's we're crazy. Scored. <laughs> we're spoiled. That's what it is, man. We're spoiled. And, and I, and if, the, well, I mean, look, if, look, if you were, if you saw all that scoring in the beginning of the season, and you thought that's the way this offense was going to be for the rest of the season. You're pretty being pretty delusional, guys. All right. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. Okay. Things balance out. Things have to find themselves. Everything equals out, and eventually, it will be what it's going to be. And I think in the end, shit, it could be a Super Bowl. So let's see. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, man. Any any matchups you guys would like to see this time around? I I got two things that I just want to see from the team. So I, I'm gonna beat this drum. Let me get my drummer boy on. But you know that that <laughs> that, that that played his worst game of the year versus Washington. I need him to get with the Christmas spirit and light them up. Light them up like Kevin hey. McAllister did to Harry's head. Light them up like the mansions <laughs> in Home Alone. Mm. So number two. 
Christmas is the birthday of sweet little baby Jesus. So Kellen Moore, that means it's your day, my friend. <laughs> Keep running it to the outside. Start pushing the ball downfield. Get back to using pre-snap motion and play action. Lay those wide receiver screens to rest and stop calling plays short of the stakes on third down. I need you to perform this Christmas miracle for me and bring back my offense. Sincerely, your boy. Amen. Yeah, I'll add to that. P.S. God, if it's not happening, please take over. Right. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. Little Jesus, baby Jesus, take the wheel. Yes, you know, Jesus. you know, for me, uh, matchup wise, I can't wait to see. You know, because we play against those two stout defensive tackles uh, without Connor Williams. Now we have Connor Williams back into the fold, so I'm interested to see how the run game progresses with the pulling that we saw come back into the offense, along with mm-hmm. him versus the defensive tackles. Because at times. Connors gets overpowered every once in a while. Not all the time, though. Uh, yeah. So, interesting to see that there. Um, and then, you know, the other side, too, and I'm going to stick because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big line of scrimmage guy. Well, mm-hmm. we played them without – yeah, we, we played them without uh, 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 Mr. Gallimore last round. And Mr. Mm-hmm. – not Mr. Gallimore, excuse me. Um, who was, was it? Was it Hill? Hill was suspended, right? Yeah, that game. So you got a, you got an extra big body in there against him as well as we stopped the run last time. Now we're gonna have even fresher bodies and see how mm-hmm. that comes along. And we're seeing and now we got the new wrinkle, right? The Daytona package, y'all like to call it around here, with yes, with D Law coming 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 shifting down to the inside. I'm excited to see that. Well, so I'm excited to see what this defensive line is going to be able to bring. Uh, you know, with with some more added troops and a little bit of wrinkle, and then Connor Williams in this run game because I definitely feel like. Passing game, of course, I agree with Dylan, you know, and, and I'll disagree. I, I was a Mark earlier. Hey, look, I want to see Dak throw for 350 and throw it all over the field against him. Do <laughs> for me. I want to see that. But on yeah. the same token, I think we'll run the ball much better this week uh, against them than we did the previous game. Facts. You know, but you I can't like... make people happy sometimes, though, Nick. See, it's like 350. We're trying to spread the Christmas those are joy around. around. <laughs> you know, Mark, he's throwing it's the true. ball there. We already got the game won. And then he doesn't do that, and we only win by two touchdowns. And look, I just criticized him, but I'm defending him right here. I criticized yeah. him on a few throws. The dude had a good game, guys. He mm-hmm. did. He had a really good game. Better than the previous game, and he's trending upwards. But Let me ask you, you can't make people happy. Let me ask you a question. We we talked about Dak struggles or whatever, man. Are, are the wide receivers struggling here, son? I mean, yes. let's be clear because yes. I don't think it's brought up enough. Because I mean, if you look at some of the tape the past two weeks, even from Amari, and I don't know how much this is COVID related with him, right? Is some of the routes are not what we are accustomed to seeing from Amari, whether he's witted from the COVID or whatever the case is. We've already documented some of the CD struggles. It's not like Gallup's getting wide open either at times. And even the the previous game when he was open, that makes a throw to him was a dude go through his hands. So again, it's just that it's just that thing with this offense. Everyone, you're, look, it comes with a check. That's what I always say. You're the face of the franchise. You're the quarterback. If the offense ain't performing. Guess what? It's going on your head because the baby goes that way. Too much of the credit goes to the quarterback. Too much, you know, the blame uh, goes to him. Blame goes to the quarterback, right? Yep. But you know, on the same token. Yeah, we got to look at these wide receivers a little bit and, and, and see how they're struggling somewhat as well. You know, I thought this Giants game, Dylan, we talked about a little bit too, is, well, this is the ultimate get-right game for this offense. And it just didn't happen. What, two, two of five in the red zone again the previous yeah. week, one, one of six, right? So what's that? Three of 11 touchdown percentages in the red zone? Mm-hmm. It's cool that we're winning games, and we are spreading the Christmas cheer here. Man, it's going to be hard to do that in the playoffs, though. <laughs> and win, that is. Yeah, the, the thing is, I think you're you're going to have to put it all together, offensively and defensively, to beat 
these teams like Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Especially the red zone. Yes, and uh, yeah, like they, they have two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and and you might be going to their house to play them, and I don't think you can just scoot by with a good defense and a and a you know mediocre offensive performance against those teams if you want to eventually win the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. No, mm-hmm. but I think we could with a great defense and a mediocre performance. I don't know. Because the Packers, uh, you know, they have the offense and the quarterback, but a lot of people don't realize that they have a really good defense this year, too. They are a complete team like we need to strive to be. So I think, again, in order to beat them, you know, it has to be great on both ends. Yeah, but the Ravens with the backup quarterback just dropped 30 on them. Yeah. <laughs> For what it's and worth. The only reason I play devil's advocate with him with this is because every year we don't beat Aaron Rodgers, and every year we say we say the same thing. Man, I wish we had the defensive line to get to this dude. Damn, I wish we, we got him. Defensive line to get to this dude. We have that. That's the only reason I'm the sitting here. That's going, a great point. I think that's the biggest. Difference. You know, that's I mean, we point. always come off that game going. Every time he beat us, we came off the game going, "God damn it! How many times did we get to him? We barely got yeah. to him, if at all." I mean, yeah. guys, I, I'm waiting to see what Randy get up his ass real quick, Micah coming up his ass real quick, and D-Law really getting involved. And then I think he's about to throw Gallimore. everything Monster, at that baby. dude. That yes, dog. Yes, I mean, dog. Like, you have, you have penetrating defensive linemen. These are not just big sloppy dudes who can take up space and stop the run. They can do right. that, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – I don't know, man. This defensive line is different. I'm right there with you, Dylan. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and be Mr. You know, happy and everything's great. But at the same time, I understand defense wins championships. And I don't think Aaron bitch-ass Rogers is ready for this defensive line. And and he's going to chunk it up there. Trayvon's going to get, get, have a day. Yeah, I was definitely one of those guys, man. I I mean, every time we came, like you said, that uh, what game was it, man, when this dude was limping around and we Mm -hmm. just could not, we could not get to him, dude. 2016. Oh my God. That was, like no, that, that was 2014 when he uh, had the calf injury. Yes. No, no, no. No, no. 16 against uh, Deck and them. No, it was, it was 14. Remember? Uh, the, uh, uh, when, yeah, it was the Dez game where he had the calf injury. On the, on the, well, shit, on the Jerry. Shit, he might have kept it flushing out to the left. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 16. Him, I mean, we, we flushed him out to the left, and everybody yeah. kept saying, damn, if we could have just got to him, he doesn't have a right. chance to get it to Jerry Cook. But you're right, though. This is by far the best defense that we've had. To, if we do face them, this is the best defense by far we've had. We got the guys in line. We got the guys in the, in the back end that are ready to make plays on the ball. Not just Diggs. You got Curse. We're getting Wilson back, like you said. We 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 got the guys back there. Well, you got Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis with career high interceptions. Jay Lou, yeah. Well, I purposely left out Anthony Brown. But 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 still, hey, look. I mean, I'm just saying. Outside of the Raiders game, and I think a couple of those penalties were bunk against him. And I've been hard on Anthony Brown all year, all year. Uh, he's he's played relatively well, uh, better than I thought he could end up getting to currently. Man, all man, against that the coverage on Evan Ingram was perfect yesterday. Yeah, it was good, sideline. exactly. Mm-hmm. Read it right and everything. But, you know, I think the other key is for for a lot of people, or, or at least for me, I'll say I've always I've always been the table about D Law and what he is and what he can be. And, you know, everyone always goes to the sack numbers, which I understand that. I, that's, that's the league we live in and, and social media and stuff. But, you know, I could go back before there were the Gregory's here and the Parsons here, and you could dial up take this guy's getting doubled and tripled at times, right? Yes, and what we're seeing now and how he played like this, even right right back from the injury he played, how he played last week is it's amazing. He gets a little help on the Divas and kind of go get the quarterback some. And now you're seeing D-Law even taking a step forward this long in his career and seeing things from him 
and being fresh and whatnot because now you can't just line up, all right, well, there's D-Law. We're going to go ahead and double or triple or do whatever. Well, you can't do that now. And that's kind of what we talked about in the preseason because there is a Gregory. Now, the only the only difference between that is we didn't know Parsons was going to be the pass rusher that he is. That's the cherry mm-hmm. on top right now, right? And and now you add in the Gallimores and what else has been able to do getting pass rush uh, from the middle. And, and man, yep. just it, it's amazing to see D-Law flourish because he's got a help around him and the cages double. It's just like a wide receiver, right? If you just got one, you can kind of take one away. Other guys got to kind of step up. And it's kind of the same thing on this defensive line with D-Law. Well, you can't just take him away no more because if not, then Randy Gregory's about to go hurt you, right? If you yep. do, then Michael Pick Parsons your is coming in your face. Right. So yes, that's the that's the great thing about this front. And going back to, you know, the, day car, the Daytona or the NASCAR packages and stuff like that, the Giants with Eli Manning or whatever won two Super Bowls with this – you know, with, with this kind of style of playing ball and having multiple pass rushes to be able to go get after you. So, yeah, it, it's exciting times. And it's yeah, different for Cowboys Nation. You know, and I tweeted this probably two weeks ago, and I was like, man, look, I get it. You know, the defense had to carry the offense. I said, Cowboys fans are salty about it because we just ain't been used to that in 20 years. It's okay. <laughs> Refresh. It's okay. It. I enjoy yes, watching the defense now. Hey, that's a great that's a great thing to have. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me go see this defense, what they're about to do, though. Because now it's went from your expectation of can they get off the field to, hey, are they going to get a turnover this drive? That's mm-hmm. right. That's now. right. Yep. And then, two, they're number one in the league on third down percentage. That's Forget the turnovers and everything else. Being number one on third down conversion percentage of defense is huge. That means you're getting your yep. offense the ball back more. That's an underrated stat right there. Defense guys, who would have thought? Not me. Hey, not me, Paul Rudd. Hey, not me. Look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us here. Nick and Mark are green. Hey, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. It's definitely the holiday season, though. Yep. Hell yeah. Man, nah, man, I'm, I'm just joshing, man. But yeah, dog. Yeah, nah, dude. I mean, I agree, man, wholeheartedly with everything y'all said, man. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, man. I don't think Aaron Rodgers in in, a, in, in his whole career, uh, maybe in his early days, but I, I don't know. I don't know when's the last time he's seen a guy like Micah, and I don't want to get off on that tangent, man. But that kid is, is something special. He's but he's going to give a lot of these guys happy feet in the playoffs, man. I'm calling it now. So, yeah, dude. But um, like I said, man, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's another ass whipping coming for Washington uh, this week. So we'll see how that goes, man. But uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Dreezy, man, why don't you bring us in with some betting lines, dog? Yeah, so I looked at it earlier. The Cowboys are opening at ten and a half point favorites, which is I think is still crazy to to give any pro team ten points. But they're 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 ten and a half point favorites, forty seven point over under. Uh, personally, guys, I would still take the under. Um, I would love for our offense to get it together and put up a forty burger. But I've been seeing that for the last, what, month, and they haven't done it. So I'm just going to stick more reasonable. I think we probably are looking at a 24-10 to 10 type game. I think our offense is going to do enough to win. I think our defense is going to dominate, but I don't think we're going to reach that 47-point over-under. Um, I do think that we do cover the points, though. And um, as far as, if you know, playing uh, daily fantasy or, you know, you got fantasy playoffs going on right now, if you have, if you have Pollard, start him. If you have any Cowboys receiver, start them. If you got Lamb, Gallup, Cooper, start them. Obviously, mm. if you got the Cowboys defense, <clears throat> which I do, 
start up. <laughs> There's no reason to sit any of these guys. And on the Washington side, you know what? If you got Gibson and you're at a point to where, like, you really have no other choice, I would start Gibson. I want to pencil him in for more than 60, 70 yards, though. But, I mean, if, if you got to start him, start him. And if you feel confident and you want to start Scary Terry, you can start him, too. But we all know what Diggs made him do last last time. Mr. Invisible. <laughs> I mean, his own mama. His own mama was like, where's my baby at? I don't see my baby on the field. Oh, he's there. He's not getting thrown to. Diggs Island, baby. So, if you play fantasy, start them guys, man. If, you, if you're a betting man, take the under. But uh, 10 and a half, man. That's, you know what? And I actually wouldn't be surprised if I kick off. That probably goes up to about 12 or 13 points, to tell you the truth. Know, what are you guys taking? Over or under? Well, based on my score, I'm definitely taking the over. <laughs> definitely. Uh, You'll see on my prediction. Let's see. I'm taking the under. Okay, I'm taking okay. The under. 47 and a half. I'm taking the under. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Like, weren't we up by like 20 to zero or something like that before, you know, they let off the gas? 24, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But all right. Well, let's move into the prediction time, man. Hey, y'all know how it goes, man. Give us your score, your wild prediction, and tell me your two favorite Christmas movies, dog, of all time. And I'll start with you first, Dylan. All right. Well, I got the Cowboys winning 31-17. And uh, as we said, our defense is on a three-game streak of getting four turnovers. So my bold prediction is I think we're eating Wendy's for Christmas, four for four. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, hey, hey Wendy's goes hard. And uh, two favorite Christmas movies. Uh, obviously, my favorite is Home Alone. You know, he, that's my cousin, and also it's got to be Home Alone number one. <laughs> 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 and and uh, number two, uh, I don't know if y'all ever seen this one. We didn't mention it in the group chat, but it's, it's Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, that's a good flick. But that's my, yeah, that's we can tell two. you got. We can tell you had a pacifier in your mouth about five years ago. <laughs> He's like, we saw it in school, guys. <laughs> yeah, get off my guy. <laughs> no, it's all good. Man, my, well, first, my prediction, like I said, I, I'm, I'm looking at a 24 to 10 type game, maybe even 27 10. Uh, I want to see Zeke get another, gets another touchdown. I want to see Lamb finally hold on to the ball and get a touchdown. And I think we get a defensive touchdown. I don't know by who, but I think we do get a defensive touchdown. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie by far, guys. This movie is very close to my heart. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Chevy Chase, that movie, still to this day, I will sit and watch and quote it, very annoyingly quote it, and just <laughs> laugh like it's the first time, guys. So that, and I, I'd have to say Home Alone 2, is better than Home Alone. Sorry, Dylan. Oh, whoa. No, nah, that, that one's a little too cheesy. <laughs> it is, but... uh, And then, oh, and uh, of course, well, I'm probably going to take someone's pick here, but you can't go wrong with some Elf. Oh, yeah, that's nice right there. I like that. Yeah, I like Elf's that. good. If I, if I can bring mine to three, I'm putting the Grinch on yeah, there. I got her now. Like, why we... Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to be two. He's going to three. I mean, what are we doing? Are we audible in here? It was... Uh, no, no, it was... No, it was... It was Christmas Vacation and Elf, the the oh, Home Alone too, which is which was just to dig at a, a Dylan real quick. Oh, okay, <laughs> All right, well, let, hey, let me get mine in real quick because you know we got to jump out to we got to jump to to Twitter for the shout out train, man. But 
yeah, man, for me, man, I think we win, man. I think, I think, I we put up 40 burgers, 40 to 10, dog. I think Cowboys uh, win 40 to 10. So, you know, I'm taking over. And it's going to be a, another five sack game. And, you know, uh, two of my favorites all time, dog. Jim Carrey's performance. The best performance he ever had, ever, dog, in my opinion. Over the mask, dog. Right. Over so many... Ventura, the Grinch. There's so many funny okay. moments in that movie where you just go back and watch it and you pick up on a lot of stuff you didn't notice as yes, a kid. Sir, dog. <laughs> where there's like there's yes, a lot sir. of innuendo in there that, that it's intended for adult innuendo and you're like, whoa, yeah. hey, hold up. <laughs> it definitely uh, yes, aged uh, very well. <laughs> yes, I'm going to yes. go with my prediction right here. So I'm going to go with uh, 28 to 3. Uh, I'll give Washington a field goal. Um, I'll give them a field goal. But – I think we're going to dominate, and I also think that we're going to score every time we get into the red zone. And I think Greg okay. Greg Zerline is going to kick, going to make every extra point. So we'll go twenty-eight to three. Yes. I'm with that. And then um, my my favorite Christmas movie. I, I mean, honestly, there's only some of you. I mean, uh, y'all know Dylan's the only one who won't know it. <laughs> it's a Christmas Vacation, of course. That's number one. In fact, yes. yesterday was my birthday, and I watched that one. At detriment to my wife, she gave me the whole day to watch after the Cowboys game, said you can watch whatever TV you want till 12, right? So Christmas Vacation came on, and Scrooge came on. I love oh, Scrooge. Bill Murray. Man. Good one. Yeah. I mean, oh, on. yes, sir. yeah, the bitch hit me with a toaster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick. And the shitter was full. Yeah, yeah I'm going go uh, to go with the Cowboys uh, 31-10. Um to stick with my under there, thirty-one ten Cowboys. Uh, I'm gonna go with my my bowl prediction. I'm gonna go. Uh, Diggs gets two interceptions and breaks the record this week. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna go there. Uh, my two favorite uh, Christmas movies. Number one is Elf, first and foremost. And number two, I don't care if anybody disagrees with it or not. It's fucking Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. Yes. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. I was waiting for someone to do that, man. I was no, yeah. actually going to do it, but I said, you know what? I'll keep the honorable mention to myself. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, let's jump to Twitter, man. Hey, let's jump to Twitter. Y'all know what time it is. The Twitter train, baby. Let's go. Oh, man. Shoo, shoo. Um, shoo, shoo, baby. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> hey, uh, the Polar Express. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Shout out Paul Bacero. Everybody knows Paul, man. At Paul underscore Ryan 15, man. My boy over there from across the, the Cowboys podcast, man. He wants to know, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? And, I, and I'll start with you, Mark, and we'll just go around. Uh, my least favorite is putting up lights. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> my... <laughs> Nobody likes this. Yes, dude. <laughs> Honestly, man, Christmas is different for me because my wife's birthday is on the 16th. My birthday is on the 19th. And then we got yeah. Christmas, right? So my mm-hmm. least favorite tradition is probably my birthday right before Christmas because it just reminds me of how much older I'm getting, bro. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Next. Um, man, come on, man. It's got to be the food, guys, right? I mean yeah. – you know, I mean, get some good get get some good grub in. You know, sit down. If it happens to fall on a Sunday, that's even better. It's like yeah. it's like it's like Turkey Day came twice. Obviously, it doesn't happen this year. Uh, but yeah, man, just get them with the fam. You know, eat, eat some good food. Uh, you know, and you know, the older you get, maybe faces you don't get to see as much, and you typically get to see them around that time of the year. So yeah, seeing good people, getting some good food, maybe a little little uh, cheer in your cup, if you will. You know, yeah. uh, and, and enjoying the day. Let me make a statement before you go. Hey, everybody, 
ketchup goes on tamales. And if you don't like it, fuck you. No. Oh, yeah. no. It sure does, baby. It no. sure does. Oh. Yeah. I, I, ste- I stepped into something. Oh. <laughs> Especially, okay, if we want to get real specific, I got to have my Whataburger ketchup, bro. Okay? Hey. We're in South okay. Texas over here, bro. Spicy. What, spicy or fancy? See, I like fancy. I can't get with the spicy because it's got too much of a jalapeno hate hey, to it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, here's, here's the thing. Do y'all, do y'all know, like, the Whataburger uh, cups, they got a little number on them? Yeah. Did y'all know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and the particular number, how more of a kick or twang there is for the fancy. Just figure to throw it out there in case anybody didn't oh, okay. know. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. See, yeah. down here in South Texas with a home of Waterburger and with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate That's... the fact that Chicago bought it, but neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Dylan, All right, Dylan, what's, Dylan, what's your favorite Christmas tradition, man? Uh, yeah, my Christmas tradition is usually uh, as soon as I buy this shit, I'm like, y'all, y'all want to know what I got you? <laughs> so, <laughs> we, 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 usually, we usually don't end up celebrating on Christmas. It's usually way before, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's my Christmas you, tradition. You can't hold it in, huh? You're like, yeah, yeah man. Well, y'all want to see? Come on, you know oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my favorite Christmas tradition, man, like Nick's just stated, man, is just being with the fam, man, and and of course. Having a uh, you know giving gifts give giving gifts out man that's just and seeing people's eyes light up man and of course just just having an overall good old time man that's that's what that's my favorite thing man and of course the lights the movies the cheer the joy man you know what I'm saying so all that man but yeah Andres yeah. man my favorite Christmas tradition is tamales hey. and my second favorite tradition and it's oh. funny to say on the Cowboys podcast it is all day NBA basketball. But this year we have an NFL doubleheader, so I think football. I think football might kick basketball to the to the back burner this year. I think COVID's (laughs) going to do that. I think COVID's going to do that. They had thirty-one positives in a day. So Lord have mercy. All right, man. All right, Paul. Well, man, we appreciate the we appreciate the question, Paul. Paul Bossera. Hey, man. Hey, shout out Shane O'Mag. Shane O'Mag. Twenty-one oh four. Sweet beat, man. He says hello, guys. He said Cowboys. He said Cowboys win 37-16, and bold prediction is Dak throws over 300 yards and three touchdowns, and his favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. Hey. Yes, sir. Uh, Hi, Shane. Hi, Shane. Classic. Let me see who else I got here. Let me see who else I got. Hey, shout out Mario, man. Our boy Mario, 886, always rocking with us, man. He says Dallas wins 30-20. to 20, uh, 31-20. to 20, Sorry, guys. Bold prediction uh, offense, Pollard over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Defense, Diggs gets his 11th pick, sending the win by taking it to the house. His favorite Christmas movie? I'll be home for Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, he went old school mm. with it. Yeah, shout out to Mario H, baby. What's happening, man? Mm. Alright, alright. Let me see what else we got here, man. I think I got a, a couple uh, a couple more here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A Christmas story is a classic. Isn't that the, the one? I mean... Uh, you shoot your eye out, kid. That's it. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. That is before 1990, bro. So I don't know. <laughs> it's funny that 1990 is considered young, and I feel all this out for mentioning the 1990 movie. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't want to say my year. I don't want to say my date myself real quick. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I got I'd another one, man. If I said my year and then Nick said his, because it would be later. But anyway. <laughs> right. Facts. 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 Hey, I'm old. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Hey, shout out Philip. 
Your favorite in Germany, man. Hey, what up, Philip? Hey, he's always rocking with us, man. We appreciate it, man. He said the Cowboys win 34 to 17. Dak with two touchdowns, plus one rushing touchdown. Offense with more than 150 yards rushing. Uh, defense with five sacks and two interceptions. And, and he says, impossible to only pick one. Every Hallmark Christmas movie is a must watch pick. Hey, I agree. Yeah, hey, 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 Hallmark got some movie bangers, dog. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, you have to guess on that one. I'll pass. <laughs> hey, they're all the same. It basically is what we we uh, zeroed it down to, man. We're like, yeah, they're, they're remakes of a remakes of a remake. <laughs> but hell yeah, dude. Hey, shout out to that boy Yusuf Nakuda, man. He said, hey, uh, he had a question, man. He wants to know what's going on with the offense. Hey, Yusuf, man. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pass this. Yeah, I'll pass this on to every, all the guys, man, and we'll all just, just, just give one word, man. What's going on with the offense, fellas? One word to describe it for you. Sir. One word: chemistry. Lethargic. Okay. Disappointing. Uh, <laughs> Disappointing. There. Mix. Uh, man, how about timing? Yeah, yeah that's a good one. one. Master masturbation. <laughs> timing right there timing's a good one right there yeah, yes sir yes sir hey man but yeah he also says his favorite uh christmas movie is bad santa hey shout out yusuf nakuda man hey. oh yeah there's a good one i'm gonna put that on later guys hell yeah have you not have you not walking right for a fucking week <laughs> <laughs> hey last but certainly not least man uh, James Espinosa, sir, with James, man. James. Man, the, the homie James, man. He says, question, was the Kelly Moore hype overrated? He was hot in the first six weeks and has fallen off the cliff since. Kellen Linehan is what he has been lately. Honestly, if KM wanted to pursue other jobs, I wouldn't mind. But he said, anyways, Cowboys 24, Washington 10. Zach over 250, touch, uh, 250 yards and two touchdowns. Hey, James, I think man, we all feeling that a little bit, man. <laughs> man that's, that's so wild. I mean, you know, just two months ago, it was, dear God, fire my McCarthy, keep killing more to now. Hey, he wants to get another job. That's fine. <laughs> it's so funny to watch the dichotomy of Cowboy fans in week to week, month to month, how through a season, how it happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, Kellen Moore. I mean, you still want to keep him. He's a young play caller. We talked about it earlier. He's a young play caller. He'll be hot. He ran into some issues. And now what we're looking for is him to get back right. So, I mean, and again, as we yeah. talked about earlier, too, it's not just Kellen. It, some of it is Kellen, yes, but it's not just Kellen. Some of it's Dak, some of it's wide receivers. Some of it's, I mean, it's just a conglomerate of things. That I, again, I feel like I'm beating the dead horse here a lot, especially on my show and then in, uh, that I'm with, the Stargang, and, then, of course, on the Twitter spaces and whatnot. And, every, and everyone has this question. Everybody wants to know, you know, what's wrong with the offense? And the reason nobody can answer it is because it's not one thing. That's the deal. Yeah. It's just not one thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Hey, man, the Christmas edition of Talking Boys with the Boys. And the only thing we have to say before we get out of here is Feliz Navidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Navidad. <laughs> hey, well, actually, hey, the uh, Talking Boys with the Boys is going to be on mainstream radio this week, man. Um, Let's go. We got James. You just mentioned James there. 
James invited me on actually to come on the radio show this Sunday before the game, man. So that was okay. pretty cool from James. Down. Tear it down. The 96.7 yes, hey. Keys, AM. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Represent for Talking Boys with the Boys, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know how it goes, man. Hey, Nick's, uh people who don't know where they can find you, tell them where they can find you, dog. I appreciate it, man. I enjoyed it, man. Thank you for having me on. Even though I had the tweet shot to get on. But I appreciate it, though, nevertheless. I didn't get no shout out on the Twitter train. Where's my Twitter shout out? It's always open arms, man. It's always open arms, man. It's always open arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. At the end of the day, man, hey, you come find me on Twitter, your underscore guy underscore Nix, N-I-X. And, of course, every Wednesday, if you go over to YouTube, Star Gang Podcast, don't just put in Star Gang and hit search because I know how it is these days. They ain't like Google. Just put in Star Gang. You're going to search, you're going to find some old-ass rap group from 2014. That ain't us. <laughs> you have to put Star I know that's right. You got to do. got to put the podcast behind you. You don't got no so. bars, Nick? Yeah. Hey, hey, look, I, I mean, there, there, there was a different lifetime there, young Dylan. <laughs> a different lifetime. Uh, with that being said, hit the sub over there every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, we do our show. We do our thing. Um, In the Works might have a pretty decent guest this Wednesday. Stay tuned. I'll be announcing it. If it does go down, I should have confirmation tomorrow whether it's going to happen or not. Uh-oh. Already, already. Well, y'all know where y'all Call can find me at, man. Adam Y, talking boys with the boys, at Hop Deville on Twitter, man. You know, doing nothing but advertising, baby, because that's just what I do. You know, run yeah. it up, run it up, run it up, put yes, it all sir. in your face, yes, kid. Hustle, hustle, hustle. <laughs> yes, sir. Grind, grind, grind. And me, uh, you can find me at Mark D's Corner on Twitter. Uh, Mark D, Talking Boys with the Boys. And like I said, this Sunday will be 98.7 FM, 1440 AM. That's Keys Corpus Christi Radio. Talk. Man, drop me that, drop me that link so I can tune in. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. I mean, you can find me on Twitter at that boy Dreezy, uh, you know, for your Cowboys posts, uh, some wrestling, some music, and, uh, you know, some Lakers uh, slander. <laughs> Specifically, Bron, not Kobe Lakers, Bron Lakers. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, Kobe, well, still the goat. You know what, Andres? Later, we might have to hold you to that slander. You know, we might have to hold you and bring you to the court of law of public. I'm here all day, right, baby. Dylan? Right, Dylan? Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, 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 I was gonna say, you better watch talking about LeBron around Dylan. He might get hot. I did just. Yeah. I I mean, might be some. Might be some friendly fire in this motherfucker. He was getting <laughs> hot in the DMs one night. I was calm down, Dylan. It was all good. Oh no, I was hot. Uh, hey, just let me jump into my let me put on my purple and gold hat in a little bit and yeah i don't know dylan might not be holding the council that's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right dylan. Well, y'all, y'all can find me on twitter at dylan 88 well see you know talking about how lebron's the goat and all that you know all that good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, and, and then, yeah some cowboy stuff in there too so go ahead and hit that follow talk the boys with the boys best podcast out yeah, yeah, about yeah midnight yeah. tonight he's about to flood everybody <laughs> it's over it's for all right. y'all hoes. It's over for all y'all. It's not Britain's back, bitches. It's tweeting the shit bitches. out of y'all. <laughs> it's Dylan, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Already, man. But everybody out there, man, thank you for rocking with Talking Boys with the Boys. Yo. Yes, sir.